listening to your community spirit the show about caring sharing and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it let's bring back the circle again the circle of friends the circle of family the circle of being <laughs> wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. Yes, there is some peace and joy. Yes, plenty of peace and joy going around. Have you noticed how nice and peaceful and quiet it has mm-hmm. been the last week? Oh, yeah. Just Mother Earth. Not all our man-made stuff. <laughs> some people had a little detox and a little freak out. Well, some big ones, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, how about you? How was your internet withdrawal? <laughs> I was able, well, I was able to handle the internet withdrawal just because I was busy, you know. There were people to go see and stuff to do and things to take care of. Remember we talked last week about the family who, or the, the couple? Who oh, yeah, <laughs> they were doing the, the no electricity thing. And you were saying, you were saying that this would be impossible to do. <laughs> Not impossible, you just like... It would like be difficult. I don't know if I could handle it. Yeah, you said... I don't think I could do that. I said that too. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've done a pretty good job. I think so. You know? Um, although, um, I I have a laptop with a cellular modem, <laughs> and so I actually brought it to a communal event and said, anybody want to use the internet? And everybody's like, yeah! <laughs> They're more excited about that than the free food. Yeah. I was like, five minutes a person, line up, essential internet only. Guess what? <laughs> Facebook. Yeah, Facebook is the essential internet. Everybody. One person did their bills and one person checked their email. But yeah. everybody else? Part of it is um, the ability to you know, let a lot of people know at the same time that you're okay. Yeah. But part of it is an addiction. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little both. <laughs> it's like, My first um, Facebook message was just uh, to let everybody know I was okay. Really? Actually, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to put on there, I got power in the internet. I got mm-hmm. power in the internet. Yeah. Did Although I put that? on there a little bit. I, I put like everything, everybody's okay. We have power because of solar. Uh, <laughs> you mean because of solar? Solar. Um, we actually had the, let's see, this last two weeks has been a tremendous um, in your face power of mother nature yeah um, what two weeks ago the Shawnee Energy Fest we had to cancel that because of severe thunderstorm and lightning yeah and well one of the good things that came out of it is because of the Shawnee Energy Fest I built a solar power trailer um, well I had all the equipment to do it but I was finally like I have to get this done. Yeah. And it got put together, and then the Shiny Energy Fest didn't happen. And and um, we got it up and running, you know, right, right then, but it hasn't really been sunny all week long. Yeah. Or, you know, last week. Then we had, what did we have? We had hail. Yeah, there was hail. Uh, the th- the Thursday before the storm. Yeah, because we were talking about it on the show last week. Yeah. <laughs> about hail. And what was I? It was like, what the hell? What the hell is going on with the weather? And <laughs> someone approached me and said, you should not have said that. <laughs> and I was like, I do not have the power over the weather. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I said something 
um, a friend of mine from China, he said, that tree must be taken down. <laughs> it's blocking the, the garden. The garden. Yeah. Guess what? <laughs> that tree is pretty much gone. <laughs> I was like, quit saying stuff like that. And he was like, what did I say? <laughs> I was like, you are a wise man. And he's like, yes, I am. <laughs> so, um, because of the solar-powered trailer, um, we had brand new batteries in it, so they weren't very charged up. But because they were solar, and right after the storm, but we had 20 minutes of awesome, awesome power. Yeah, just well, this this tremendous force came over Southern Illinois for 20 or 30 minutes. Just straight line winds, and I don't know. There's it was seriously. I was gonna say fun. <laughs> but um, the aftermath has not been too fun. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. A lot of people, someone said to me that this is the closest they've been to God in their whole life. <laughs> yeah. They've had no distractions. They've, it's been like peaceful and quiet. It's like the monastic life then. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, it's been a... Uh, it's kind of like a you know like a roller coaster ride, but you're not entirely sure if the if the car is on the tracks correctly. You're going up and down these curves, and it's exciting. But at the back of your head, you're thinking like, oh, I wonder if we're going to fall off the tracks. Really? That's how you've been thinking? Well, that's how it was for like the first day, because you know. Huh. I was just thinking, okay, if I don't have to live with power, I'll be okay. Because I've went through periods of my life. That's why I got into solar. Yeah. Because I didn't have electricity. <laughs> yeah. And so. Um, anyway, because of the solar-powered trailer, we had, I have a picture of like 10 or 12 cell phones being charged all at the same time, <laughs> Yeah. and a couple laptops, and some people came over, um, did like, you know, musical, um, what is it, MP3 players and stuff like that, so they'd have some music, um, and I loaned out a bunch of solar lanterns and a couple hand-cranked solar radios so people would still, because... But the biggest thing, do we tell them about the cheese? Oh, yeah, we can we talk about the cheese. <laughs> well, I had this solar trailer, and I was trying to think of a way to really have it utilized for the public. Um, I know I couldn't do tons. It only puts out 2,500 watts. Um, so we, we called um, the WDBX to see, because yeah, DBX was off the air. Yeah, DBX was off the air for a little um, and, well, that's because the city didn't approve a generator yeah. to have a backup power system. But I was like, maybe I can power it with solar. And I called, and unfortunately, the solar trailer only puts out 110, and the station needs 220. Yeah. So that was out. And I was just like, well, let's see, who else? Um, how about the co-op? Yeah, right? maybe the co-op. <laughs> and you called them? Yeah. <laughs> what did they say? Well, they said they uh, had actually just gotten a generator, but they also said that they had, they had unfortunately had to get rid of some food. That you know, it had been it had been without power for long enough that they couldn't sell it anymore. Right. It was frozen food, and once it gets over forty degrees, they can no longer sell it. Yeah. Is that forty degrees? I don't. That's not frozen. <laughs> um, and so we jumped in two vehicles <laughs> and drove over there. I was in my pickup truck. Someone else was in their car. When I got there, you guys had the trunk of the car completely full yeah. of cheese and was starting to put it in the passenger seat. Yeah. And I looked at that and I was just like, okay, I don't have room in my house for all this food. Yeah. But because I had power, I did have a fridge. 
So I drove around to the front of Murdell and walked in, and it was very interesting because they didn't have power. Yeah. And so they had all the workers were there, and they just would take you to where you needed to go via flashlight. Yeah. <laughs> they had a generator to run the cash registers. And I s came in, and I said, I want a freezer. And he was like, what? And so they sold me a freezer f at a good price. Yeah. And as I was walking out, I ran into someone I knew. And they were like, why would you buy that freezer? I have one that I bought three months ago and haven't used. Yeah. It's like, can I borrow that too? <laughs> yeah. And so we ended up filling two freezers, deep freezers, a refrigerator, and then I borrowed my sister's refrigerator because no electricity, and filled that with food too. And then um, it wasn't quite full. But people started bringing over their food once they mm -hmm. found out I had a refrigerator. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I once had 15 people over at the house eating lunch. Because, <laughs> you yeah, know. Lunch on salvaged food. Yeah, I mean, well, people brought food and people ate, but mostly people came to just use the cell phone or use the internet. Um, it. I don't know. I got kind of tired of it after a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I wasn't there for some of it because I went to visit uh, friends in Coterville. But um, from what I could tell, it turned into sort of like a little refugee center. <laughs> yeah. Which was, was, was kind of cool, you know. I think for a few days it was cool. If it had gone on for months, you know, yeah. it would have been too much. But well, I was actually making, like, on Saturday afternoon, once I figured out that, you know, I didn't realize how widespread it is until I, you know, of course, drove around and saw, yeah. tried to drive places, um, and realized that it was very, very widespread. Yeah. Um, yeah, the first thing I saw was when, uh, when I was at the house and uh, you and someone else were driving out of the driveway, <laughs> I saw that tree fall down on top of the car. Oh, you're going to tell people about how we were trying to <laughs> drive in the storm? Yeah. Well, see, I've got to tell the story just because it was my first experience of the storm, oh, you know, okay. was seeing this giant tree fall, and I, for, for a moment, wondering if I was going to have to pull people out of the car. Yeah. <laughs> you were fine, of course, luckily. Yeah. Well, Juan was afraid his car was going to get smashed, yeah. partially, <laughs> um, and partially a friend of ours was really freaking out, yeah. and partially, like, Juan and I were very hungry, yeah. and there wasn't much food in the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so I was like, Juan's jumping in his car to leave. And I was like, okay, I'll go with I'll you. And I jumped yeah. in. And he backed up about 10 feet. And this big branch flew over the house from the tree behind the house and landed right where the car was. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, woohoo! And we yeah. crashed into this tree that, in our woohooing, had fallen down behind us. Yeah. <laughs> right then. And this tree turns out, oh my God. There's no way to describe how big this tree was. Yeah. Well, it was like a few stories tall. It was yeah. taller, much taller than the house. Well, it was like six foot in diameter. Yeah. The, it was the actual too. trunk. Yeah. And um, five more seconds, we would have been under that tree. Yeah. If you'd been just a little quicker, <laughs> you would have been crushed. And I actually don't remember opening the door of the car and running to the house. Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing, um, you know, well, I know... That I beat Juan to the door because I have a picture. I don't remember taking it of him running at me. Yeah. And I think that picture should be on the national news because yeah, he is running. He's running. He looks panicked. And you cannot see the car under the tree. Yeah. <laughs> and so I he guess that's our story. Picture now. Yeah. And for a moment, I I thought, oh, okay, one big tree fell down. 
you know, and a few branches here and there. But then, as soon as I started to tour the neighborhood, it was this, you know, uh, post-apocalyptic feel. Especially when I got to Wall Street, you know. If you haven't seen, if you didn't see Wall Street or see the photos, there was this uh, sheet metal roof that blew off and tangled in power lines. And yeah, a, a roof of an apartment complex like two blocks away flew up in the air and landed in the power lines and yeah. was blocking what... I, I guess there's like four lanes of traffic there completely yeah, and completely. totally blocking the whole thing. Yeah. And so, um, but my post-apocalyptic part of the story <laughs> was the fact that on Saturday afternoon I started thinking, who do I invite to my compound? <laughs> yeah. And I started making like Jeez, judgment calls. And I'm sorry to my friends that whoever I didn't call... <laughs> I either didn't think of you, or I didn't think you had the skills to live in the post-apocalyptic world world. Yeah. Or maybe you got through a certain number and you said, okay, this is enough. And yeah, after I texted It might have been other people, too. That yeah. was the weird thing. The cells were working just fine, you know? It's like, yeah. I'm sitting there texting and, you know, g getting calls for my business and, you know, <laughs> and outside it's just... Just pure. chaos. <laughs> it was never really chaos. Do you think it was chaos? Um, well... Well, it was for 20 minutes, it was chaos. Well, I mean, you could look around and see there was aftermath. I mean, my favorite part was the fact that people were saving energy. No, I'm... <laughs> um, actually, I, it, it was kind of like one of those backwards environmentalist wet dreams, <laughs> where the fact that everybody wasn't wasting energy, yeah. that everybody... I mean, people were walking around. Yeah. People were, um, well... Outside, doing things, walking, biking, talking, actual interacting. Yeah. I met my neighbors. I never met them before. Yeah. I mean, they'd say, you know, wave when I went by, but they never said, hey, how's mm -hmm. it going? Yeah. And people, they did. People were having candlelight dinners, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, I heard that PK's was romantic. Oh, yeah, it was. I I've was had there. four people tell me that. They're like, you should have been at PK's on yeah. Friday. Oh, my heart was tripping. <laughs> It was it was like the opposite sketch because it was the classiest joint on the entire strip <laughs> for a few brief hours there. There you, know, you go. The, the candles, the doors were open, people were milling about a bit, just talking. Should we just talk about the storm? Well, we've we've talked a lot about the storm. Is there more we have to say about the storm? Um, I think it's the first. People don't really know about it. I I had a friend yeah. of mine call me from Kentucky, mm -hmm. and sh they were like, "What?" So I don't think it's... I mean, it was so centralized. Yeah. It was 40 miles wide. That's it. Yeah. If you go 20 miles north or 20 miles south, there's n it's fine. Yeah. And Carbondale, I understand, got hardest hit of the whole thing. Yeah. Well, so, um, I don't know. It's just very, very... What did Carbondale do? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> people, let's stop behaving. We just get to get the uh, advance warning about climate change. <laughs> That's what it is. All right, you guys know I like to talk about different days. Today is National Bike to Work Day. Yeah. Yes, I'm sorry you have to go to back to work because mm -hmm. everybody's powering back on. Yeah. But you don't have to drive your car because today is National Bike to Work Day. <laughs> that means everybody in the nation should be doing it, but, you know, yeah. not everybody is. But the chance to do it... What else is today? <laughs> today 
<laughs> is Eastern Pacific hurricane season. Yeah. Some, somehow. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, what? it's also a International Virtual Assistance Day. How can... Virtual? Oh, virtual assistance, huh? What's a virtual uh-huh. assistant? I don't know. I wonder if that's like, you know, like PDAs or if it's like... I will be your assistant uh-huh. whenever you want. Um, National Defense Transportation Day. Okay. Uh, we'll have to celebrate this one. National Pizza Party Day. Woohoo! Today is National Pizza Party Day. All right. <laughs> um, Nylon Stockings Day. Do, <laughs> can I wrap my pizza in nylon stockings? <laughs> that doesn't sound as tasty. Uh, Peace Officer Memorial Day, also today. And it's the UN International Day of Families. Nice. So celebrate things with your family. I'm actually going to be visiting my family. Um, and tomorrow is Armed Forces Day, Bi- Biographers Day, and the anniversary of the Academy Awards. I don't know if they get to have an anniversary. Huh, I didn't know that either. I guess they do. It's also Liberace's birthday. <laughs> no. Oh, wait, that's not right. Yeah, he's a piano. <laughs> He's a piano. He's a piano player. Oh, a pianist. Yes. Um, so you're going to leave this one for me. <laughs> Sunday, the 17th of May, is Rajation Sunday. The word Rajation comes from the Latin word rajare, meaning to ask, and it was applied to this time of the liturgical... Is that how you pronounce it? Liturgical? Uh, yeah, liturgical. Um, year because the gospel... Because the gospel reading for the previous Sunday included the passage, Ask and you shall receive. Hmm. Alright, so Sunday is also Rural Life Sunday, or Soil Stewardship Sunday. And it's a couple of UN World Days, UN Information Society Day and UN World Telecommunication Day. Oh, it's also the anniversary of the first U.S. same-sex marriage. There you go. So let's go through a few happenings b- because we only have about ten more minutes. Yeah, time flies when you're having fun, or when you're reporting on the news from a disaster area. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Um, tonight, Rice and Spice International Slow Food Dinner at the Interface Center will begin at 6 p.m. That's every Friday. Um, cooks and eaters and cleaners are all welcome. Yes, and then, uh, as usual, big issues on the big screen at the big muddy IMC. Uh, the film uh, tonight is Mission to Moscow. Uh, this is uh, from the book by Joseph E. Davies, former U.S. ambassador to Russia. This 1943 war propaganda film was made at the behest of FDR in order to garner more support for the Soviet Union during World War II. The film was cited years later by the House Un-American Activities Commission, and was largely responsible for the screenwriter Howard Koch being blacklisted. So, if you want to see what all that uh, all that story was about, that's tonight at 7 p.m. Big Money IMC, which is at 214 North Washington in Carbondale. Now, as you wear every Saturday, the Habitat for Humanity gets out there and builds a house. So, here's a message from the volunteer coordinator for Habitat for Humanity. Folks, I stopped by and looked at the Habitat house in Murfreesboro the day after the storm, and there was no damage to it. 
I hope everybody's doing fine. That was quite a storm. We will be working this Saturday at 2217 Rob Lee Street in Murfreesboro. We will start at 8 a.m. and work until noon. If you are available, please show up. We will be working on the siding and working on the sheetrock inside. And this is your chance to help someone who needs a house build a house. Yeah. See, that's how dedicated they are, too. It's, you know, the week after the storm, and they're already doing it. And two of our regular happenings. Yes, we have the Vigil for Peace. Uh, Saturdays from noon uh, to 1 p.m., including this coming Saturday, the corner of Maine and Illinois and Carbondale. And our other regular happening is the Downtown Farmers... there's, There's the Downtown Farmers Market now. I don't know if they started yet, I don't know. but there's the regular farmers market, and they were actually there last week um, because most of the farmers were actually out of the tw- you know the 40 mile range, and so they didn't get hit. Yeah. And so, well, not a couple of them did get hit, but the majority of them didn't get hit too bad, and therefore they had all their vegetables, and they were set up on Saturday, um, thinking that a lot of people would you know need fresh vegetables and stuff. Yeah. But um, there wasn't that many people out because I think a lot of people were still in shock. Yeah, they were still a little bit in shock. Or they were trying to get out of their driveway. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe getting gas, things like that. So let's see. Do we want to... We're almost getting close to the uh, middle of the hour. Do we want to go through some headlines or do we have time for a full story? Um, we've got three minutes. Okay. So let's see. We have uh, Obama's key climate bill hit by $45 million PR campaign. Uh, America's oil, gas, and coal industry, uh, coal industry, excuse me, has increased its lobbying budget by 50%, with key players spending $44 million this year in an intense effort to cut off support for Obama's plan to build a clean energy economy. So we also have uh, critics blast U.S. climate efforts. U.S. plans to reduce greenhouse gas emissions fall short of what is needed, climate change experts said, after talks with the European Commission in Brussels. This is my favorite one. Should car ads carry climate change health warnings? Considering the impact on the planet that our love affair with cars has in terms of carbon emissions, leave it the aside the impact as we increasingly cater for cars in the built environment. Should car advertisements carry climate change health warnings like they do, you know, with (laughs) tobacco? Yeah. Um, It's an interesting idea. I mean, car promotions could carry climate change message and these warnings could be graded according, depending on the, you know, the emissions. Yeah. If they emit more, they have to have a, a larger percentage of their message talking about climate change. <laughs> yeah. So if it's an SUV commercial, I have like three quarters of the screen will be taken up by this big box saying, you know, destroys the planet. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny if it. I mean, they have the Surgeon General warning: this will kill you. Yeah. So what do we have? The EPA warning: this car will cause you to um, cough up blood. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, You'll stop breathing, and your climate will be destroyed. Well, that's wrapping down. We had a lot of um, news articles and stuff we wanted to talk about. But here in Carbondale, I think the best thing that I've liked is the fact that people uh, have been going out and helping each other. Yeah. I mean... You did get some people who, like, you know, passed up and said, oh, I don't care, I'm not going to help. But you also got a lot of people who, 
you know, they just saw something that needed to be done and they did it. Or they actively went out and saw if their neighbors were okay, if, like, you know, they could help clear roads. You know, e even people I know of who, you know, I don't usually think of doing such things. When there's trouble, they realize, oh, you've got to help people. Yep. <laughs> and I don't know if you know the, the theme song that I originally had for this show was, it's the end of the world as we know it. And <laughs> I feel fine. <laughs> How about you? Yes, I'm feeling fine. How are you feeling? All right. We'll see you again on the radio. Actually, I won't see you. Yes. Because for the next two weeks, I'm going to be teaching a solar install class at John A. Logan starting on Monday. So um, if you would like to be a solar installer, call John A. Logan, um, continuing ed, and, or I guess you could call me. Um, but you actually have to register through John A. Logan. Yeah, so, so I may as well call um, them, too. Of course, I'm not prepared to actually give you their number, <laughs> but it's just continue it end on the John A. Logan website. Yeah. Um, I figure after this, we're probably going to get a lot of people sign up. Yeah, probably. After people saw that, you know, the, the solar power trailer was able to get people through the storm. All right. <laughs> as I like to say, stay energized. We'll see you again on the radio. Well... I guess next week. Yes, I'll be here next <laughs> week. <laughs> Have a good day.